Well, grab a seat, sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. D and Davis to flip. We got a lot to jump into. We're going to definitely do a little bit about the last dance since that's been really the biggest thing in sports. Outside of the NFL draft uh, about a week ago, uh, we got a lot to get into. We got some, some mask stuff when it comes to who's wearing a mask, who's not wearing a mask. Mm-hmm. And we're probably going to end up with one of Ryan's favorite topics. Uh, well, it's his second favorite topic. First is hurting Justin Timberlake in any fashion. Then is mm-hmm. kicking Ellen DeGeneres. Anytime he gets a chance and he sees the opening. So we definitely. Yeah, get that order right. Facts. What about Michael okay. Bay? What about Michael Bay? Uh, Ooh, no. Yeah, that's true. I think Ellen may I kind of ended the war with him. <laughs> I, I put the final nail Yeah, uh, Michael Bay. I think Ellen leaped Michael Bay. Just for right now. Just for right now. Yeah, all right. I'm Kenneth Davis. You already heard him. His name is. D. Demon Spurl. What's happening, everybody? Hey, make sure you follow us on Twitter and Instagram at D and Davis Show. Once again, it's at D and Davis Show. Facebook.com forward slash D and Davis Show. It's a. Uh, bio link there you go i said it right this time <laughs> you can take a, uh you can go there and uh find all the platforms that we are on to simply search for the and david show dna is a flip and westworld flip all right the next one coming up is going to be the season finale of that so definitely download that i'm on twitter and ig at demons one d-e-m-o-n-z-e-1 ken is on twitter and ig at that's davis it's like producer of the dan david show and everything that we do ryan bukoveski he's on twitter and ryan v ski and IG, Ryan B. Ski one and main man for WeAreRegalRadio.com, Sydney Brown. He's on Twitter and IG at SidKid80. I'm happy you mentioned Westworld. One mm-hmm. question I have for you two, right, yeah. real quick yeah. before we jump into this. Yeah. And I, as Dee mentioned, make sure you check out Westworld Flip. Mm-hmm. Go back and check out what we said about every episode, including this last one that's coming up. Yep. Uh, what, what happens to the U classifications people that were in the pods after the EMP went off? Oh, what? Well, the are machine, they free? Well, they are, they are kind of They're in a machine, right? I would think they're somewhere like in a vegetative state almost. Or right. cryo, cryo, they are. Be frozen. Uh, yeah. I mean. But the whole do. place got hit with the EMP, right? I, I, yeah. So are they dead or are they free? I would think they're dead. Okay. I just wanted to. But remember, he thought his brother was going to wake up from that those things. So it's not that they're dead, dead. You can come out of there, but it's not. they're just not letting people come out because of their classification. I've been watching this. Good point. Oh, yeah, it's a very good point, Ken. I've been watching this uh, series on a Disney Plus. Uh, well, National Geographic's own is owned by Disney. It's called uh, Year One Million, and it basically talks about all the uh, um, futuristic technology that we're going to see and how it's going to impact humans. And one of the episodes, or one of the part of the episode, is about cryogenically freezing people. And I don't remember them saying, you know, saying you could just kind of come out of it. Because they talk about how Ted, Ted Williams' head is his in head, there. His head is in there. His head is frozen, but right? See, but, that, but see, the problem with that one, they, didn't, they still didn't know how they were going to undo it. But compared to like in that sense, and that's real life, but in the science fiction in Westworld, we know they can bring you out because one, yeah. the guy that they took was like, I'm going to go for a deep freeze. But again, uh, Jean Chirac, Chirac was, he, if there was a chance he was going to wake up. If he was fixed, so you can pop out. But anyway, all right. It's so a good back question. To, get back. I, I wanted to say that before we actually watched this show, and I thought, That's a good question. and I would have forgot had you not mentioned him being executive producer of Westworld Flip. But I thought about it yesterday or the day before, and I definitely want to ask you to. Mm. All right, uh, getting back to the balls. Uh, for years, it has been assumed that Michael Jordan had something to do with Isaiah Thomas being left off the dream team that took uh, the 1992 Olympics by storm. But one primary architect of the Dream Team appeared uh, to put it, put the notion to bed on Wednesday. Hall of Fame executive Rod Thorne told ESPN, Golik and Wingo, that Jordan never thought, uh, brought up Thomas in discussion with him about the Dream Team. He also said there was, uh, there was never any conversation with, with Mike, and it had to do with uh, Isaiah Thomas, period, Thorne said. He said, I'll do it. 
Uh, Isaiah never came up during the conversation. So this is another one. So why wasn't Thomas on the team? That's a good question, uh, 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 Thor said, because Isaiah was a great player. Uh, there was some controversy with the Pistons regarding not shaking hands with the Bulls. Uh, there was some bad blood, obviously. But when we were ended up going with uh, the first 10 guys, he did not end up making the team. Thor noted that James Worthy, Reggie Miller, and Dominique Wilkins were also notable players left off. See, my hope, my, one thing I think a lot of people are getting, um, forgetting about is Magic Johnson said back in the day that – In his book. In his book that he didn't want – uh, Isaiah because Thomas. of the rumors, because of the rumors about him being bisexual, sexuality, and, yeah, yeah, sexuality, and he didn't want him on the team. My 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 whole thing with Michael Jordan is talking about well, and and the stories and uh, yeah, the stories about him keeping Isaiah Thomas off the dream team. My whole thing is, I think Michael Jordan would play with anybody. He would. He'd he would. Like, yeah. He was yeah, over his wins, Right. Right. Yeah. As long as he wins, he doesn't care who you are. Look at what happened with Dennis Rodman. On the mm-hmm. last dance, talking about how they met, and he wouldn't even stand up for Mike. But Mike was like, hey, if he's going to help us win, I'm all down for it. So I, as time has moved on and more stories have come out, I'm starting to believe like Mike probably didn't have anything to do with it. Mike, because my, the reason why I'm saying it, the reason why I'm saying it is because Mike, after all this stuff that we've seen so far come out this last dance, right? Mm-hmm. He uh, talk about you. He'll talk about you see your face. He'll talk about you behind your back. He going to say you ain't shit, and I am the cream of the crop. But I'll hoop with you. And Stephen A. Smith, I saw this on ESPN, he even came out and said that Michael Jordan told him personally, Isaiah Thomas is the second greatest point guard of all time. Now, so I'm you want him to go to Barcelona with you, though, D. Mm, I, 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 think, listen, I don't I, think Mike really cared that much. Well, I, I do think he cared. I think he cared, but I don't he think he, he an asshole. But I don't think he mentioned it. I don't. And I think. I think. I think we have to look at the narrative too, mm. because what what we kind of hear in that conversation, Rod Thorne's like, yeah, that's for the, uh, Mike's like, yeah, that's for the young guys, because we know he went in '84 when he graduated, and Bob mm. Knight coached the team of Bob Knight, who basically said then you can play Michael Jordan any position, you can even play at a center, right? I think that when Jordan at this point is basically a basketball god, you know what irks God. You don't have to ask God what irks him. You know what I'm saying? And when you're asking him to come and do something, you probably already have Isaiah Thomas off of it. Chuck Daly didn't put him on the team. Let's let you know. That's it's known. It's, yeah, that's telling. The, and, that's but see, the, the thing is, well, don't forget, Carl Malone didn't want him on there. And yeah. also partially with Carl Malone, by Isaiah not being on there, his guy got on that team and John Stockton. Yeah. So um, it, it, you got the issue with Bird uh, and, and Isaiah. When Isaiah said that Bird's probably well, Isaiah said, echoed the sentiment of Dennis Rodman, right? That uh, Bird was a, a bigger player because of his color, which is true. That doesn't take away from how great he is. Mm-hmm. Actually, helped the NBA. If Bird and Magic are both black, it doesn't. It's, it's not the great white hope. It doesn't build help build the NBA or whatever. But I do think people knew Mike probably preferred him not to be on. Mike didn't voice his opinion, but I think people knew that probably uh, Mike who didn't want to go and I think it was more the sponsors too that er, that pushed him to go that they knew he didn't want him and, but, I, but I agree with you if they put him on there I think Mike still would have done it yeah, but I, I yeah I think he would have done it but I think they knew like we, we don't have to ask Mike do we need to invite Isaiah Thomas because we know he doesn't really rock with Isaiah Thomas and as you just said multiple other people uh see you can talk to this multiple other people on the team 
didn't really. I think I would think they probably voiced their opinion more than Evil Mike did. Perhaps, like, perhaps. Yeah. Is, is, is it coming? Because, dude, I said this before. I don't want to be over there in Barcelona and all that bad boy energy when we over here with these baddies sipping on this wine. Listen, this is some of the first time some of these Spanish women seen black athletes, and we talking about seven feet cats running around here. I'm not, I'm not trying to be out here with all this bad boy energy. And mind you, I love Zeke. I mean, I think it would have been tight. Yeah. I, I listen, even though, because the thing too, my last point before uh, Sid or Ryan, you jump in. Uh, this team, in all fairness, was kind of built like a real team. You have shooting on it. Mm-hmm. that They really didn't need because they weren't playing anybody, right? Yeah. I would have loved if Dominique would have went and Zeke would have went, me personally. Or even if, and this is going to be like, <gasps> even if they would have switched out Chris Mullen with Reggie Miller. I you know what I'm saying? I was thinking that. I was, think, I, was thinking, I was thinking Nick with uh, Chris Muller, but that makes more better play a shooter for shooter. Yeah, so Reggie shooter Miller. for shooter. Yeah, yeah. You, sw- you switch them out. But uh, Ryan, what do you think? Uh, it's interesting. I want to, uh, I guess, see if I could get Isaiah Thomas at all uh, telling the truth with his stuff and the same thing with Michael Jordan. I feel like both of them just consistently kind of dig at each other. Mm-hmm. And you see it in this last dance. You see it in some of the stuff that Isaiah said since he came on ESPN. Like, I, I, I'm probably with you guys. Like, Jordan would have obviously played. He cared more about winning more than anything. It's not mm-hmm. about relationships. It's about getting it done. And the last thing he'd want to lose is to any other country on the face of the earth at basketball. Mm-hmm. So he would have played with Isaiah Thomas, but he probably, especially with his relationship with Rod Thorne, didn't need to say much to be like, right. yo, right. don't get this guy on the team. Mm-hmm. Yeah. See? I mean, and you just said, for instance, what Ryan just said, Rod Thorne drafted Michael Jordan, if you didn't know. So yeah. he was a part of the Bulls before Jerry Krause took over that position. Yeah. City. I don't know that if you guys watched the documentary that NBA TV did eight years ago about the Dream Team. Uh, at that time, it was the 20th anniversary of that team. But three things that stood out to me in that documentary, for those of you that haven't seen it, especially you young folks, go, go on YouTube and look it up. Um, Ron Thorne was on there who was in charge at that time. And this I didn't know, but the, the late, great Jack McCloskey was the assistant GM on that team. At that uh, picking that team at the time, he resigned because Isaiah didn't, didn't make mm-hmm. the team. But on the documentary, Ron Thorne, who was on there, said that um, they were picking the team at the time. Oh, no, it wasn't Ron Thorne. He was on there, but it was Russ Granick, who was the deputy commissioner at that time. He said they were uh, wrapping up picking the dream team at that time. And when Isaiah walked off the floor uh, against the Bulls following the playoff loss in 91, he said that uh, to many people in that room, that was the final straw that they didn't want Isaiah on the team. That mm. told me that Isaiah Thomas' status for joining that team was, it was at 50-50 at best, but when he did that, walk, walked off the floor, they killed his chances. Number two, Mike, Michael Jordan was on that documentary, and he said that, that um, his answer was, he, he said, and I quote, he was getting strong innuendos from the lead that they didn't want Isaiah Thomas on the team, and he kind of found, found that shocking. And number three, Scottie Pippen said on that DVD, well, the director asked him, did you want him on the team? He said no. Uh, and then the director followed up with the, another question. Did you think that Michael Jordan wanted Isaiah Thomas on the team? He said, I cannot speak for Michael. And he smiled, his smile was big as day. He said, if I can speak for Michael, I don't think he wanted him on the team either. Mm. But the one thing that kind of pisses me off, though, about the situation, because I'm with Kent. Listen, I had put I stated this on uh, our boy uh, Sean Davis, uh, producer down at ESPN 1000. And I was talking about how, in fact, I'm kind of over it. But the one thing that kind of pisses me off is you had Boston just do this to Detroit, 
right? Well, no, Mikhail didn't. Mikhail well, didn't do it. Well, no, no, well, Mikhail did. Mikhail gave Mikhael, some depth. He, he, talked depth to, he basically told him, go beat L.A. Exactly. He basically was like, go beat L.A. But yeah. the rest of them left. left. But the main guy who walked out there, they had the camera on, didn't shake nobody's hand, mm-hmm. was Larry Legend, Larry mm-hmm. Bird. So it's kind of like, okay, if, if to see its point, to see it talking about it, it's like, okay, if that was the last shot of Brooklyn Camel's back for Isaiah Thomas, him walking it off, did it knock down the pegs or anything with Larry Bird? Hell no, no it didn't because it was the end of his career and he's Larry Legend. You know what I'm yeah. saying? So I just hate this. I hate the double standards. That's all. Yeah. I, 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 that's the only thing I don't like about it. Yeah, here's the thing about the Boston Celtics walking off the floor at that time. First of all, it was it was during it was after Game Six of the '88 playoffs when Detroit finally broke through and beat Boston. Mm-hmm. Number two, people forget that was the last year of the Pistons playing in that horrible Pontiac Silverdome, and the fans were running on onto the court. That was the real reason why the Boston Celtics uh, uh, walked off the court. People forget about that point. I know people want to get in their feelings. And say, That's not important. It is important, folks. You don't want nobody, including people from the Pistons, getting stabbed by crazy fans with the fans running onto the court. That's the real reason why Boston walked off the court. And another team, they did that as well. And it turned out to be game five of the 88 finals were the Los Angeles Lakers. I know they went on to win that series, but they walked off the floor in game five of that series. And it turned out to be the last game of the on the Dome as well. So uh, if you want to go yell at Boston for doing it, can you, should you yell at the Lakers for doing it too? Yeah, we can yell at all of them if you go yeah. hold it against Zeke. Exactly. If you hold, that's my whole point. You're going to hold it against Zeke, man. Y'all go ahead and hey, that to everybody, though. Hey, if Zeke can say the big white guy told me to walk off the court and I followed his instructions. I mean, if we're going to make excuses <laughs> for everybody here, like as soon as Bill Lambert told me to do something and I, I looked at my head and thought about when I broke my fist on his head and I said, you know, I'm going to listen to him. <laughs> I mean, like, and again, it's, I'm not, I mean, again, Sid, I, I, what you said definitely could be right, mm-hmm. but I just think it's it's unfair that this look the 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 greatest diminutive and I don't really not mean diminutive point guard but short point guard mm-hmm. around six feet one six feet three and under the greatest point guard from there all right all skill wise if he grew up in the three point era he would been knocking threes down mm-hmm. like they knock down now he had to handle uh, defensively he's better than a lot of he's way better than most of the guys you like at point guard for the most part that people rave about today all right so on the defensive side they not even out there. You left this guy off the team, which is just ridiculous. And I, I go going back though, that it's the it's the image thing. I mean, because you you're looking at this is America's dream team. They're going on to represent the country, and that bad boy connotation probably also led to them not wanting to export that uh, as far as uh, the branding of the NBA. So, and also the the turn the turning of the NBA because the thing that Jordan also did. He took it from, uh, and I don't, not, not saying that they weren't dunking or whatever, but he took it from a low game and made it this exciting aerial attack. And they was like, we're, we're exporting this. And that, that one connotation from the last decade, they probably really didn't want to bring, uh, was that bad boys team, which, but the Heat is already be there. Like, if, if you just think about the fact that, well, he's on the, he's what, the only, which is Joe Dumas, Joe Dumas in the Hall of Fame, right? Yeah, yeah. All right, so it's, it's those, it's Dumars, uh, 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 Rodman and Zeke basically are the only Hall of Famers on that team, and Zeke was the lead dog. I mean, dude, it's just it's not fair. I mean, I just to me, I, it's something that I detest. Uh, again, I put up my last point of this. I wonder if he would have went would fires have been extinguished with being able to hang out with someone that you haven't because this is before AAU and these guys saw each other at the All Star games and stuff like that. Maybe they hung out a little, but as far as like really spending an extended amount of time get with one another, somebody. you had to really get to know somebody and be like, you know what, that battle was hard and you still did some fuck shit. 
but I kind of rock with you now that I see, you know, saying what you're about. Because one thing that Bill and Beer kept talking about when he said, and he, I get what he said when he said, you know, I didn't shake Jordan's head and fuck Jordan because Jordan made it, he made it seem like it, it was bigger than the game as far as our character. You know, like you can talk about us being dirty players in a way, man, or whatever. Right. But don't say like I'm a dirty, I'm a bad family man or a bad person. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? And so, and I, so I, I get that. And I think that if these competitors who helped the Bulls get to this crescendo, they wouldn't have gotten, they wouldn't have won six titles without the business. Right. You know what I'm saying? They, they wouldn't, that, that still sharp and still. Um, and so to me, it's just still, I, I wish they had, because I would have loved to see this worked out, especially him being from Chicago. Mm-hmm. There's always been that thing where uh, Isaiah Thomas wasn't expected for a city to get stolen from him, not by the greatest player ever. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's some different shit. And he didn't grow up like in uh, Kankakee, where it's like, damn, man, you took Kankakee from me? Like... <laughs> You took the third largest market. Yeah, you took the third largest market. I'm a I'm the high, I'm a high school prodigy. I was the 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 uh, um the, the national the player of the Olympics. Well, they didn't have the Olympics, but he was the national player uh, for that. And like this is his team. I mean, it's his city. And you just snatched his heart away because when I, before you had jumped in on Sean's thread, I uh, mean, Sean was going back and forth, V. Mm-hmm. And he was talking about like, yeah, but man, you know, Nick is it's this is, we this Chicago's Nick, and I always defend Nick. I, I, I love I love See, Isaiah Thomas. Yeah, the people yeah. that say they hate him is like, dude, you disres- He is the greatest player to come out of Chicago, it's as far even, as it's not even a question. Well, if if, if Derrick Rose would stay healthy, Dwayne Wade has yeah, Dwayne yeah. Dwayne Wade has a, 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 a caveat. If Rose would have stayed healthy, he would. Mm-hmm. I don't know if Anthony Davis can catch it right now. You know what I'm saying? Because I think we would have thought he would have done more winning at this point in his life, even though this has turned into Dean Davis' show. So let me pop out of this. <laughs> <laughs> we were sports heavy analytically, but, uh, right. but still, I just wish that these guys could have gotten past that because I think it would have been some fantastic stories of them coming together, and we'll never see it. That's why, though, D, I said last week I would love to see all these guys in a room together with some liquor, and uh, especially Glenn Beard, Thomas, Pippen, Rodman, and Mike. Uh, maybe Vinny. I want to see Vinny Johnson there too because he 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 skates a lot of this, right? Vinny Johnson's getting away with a little bit in this bad boy. Well, right. I'll leave it alone. Last yeah. point, Sid. Okay, real quick, I want to go around the room. I probably know the answer to this, about asking anyway. I don't know if you guys caught the players only uh, special from from uh, NBA TV about a year or two ago with Magic and Isaiah. They kind of kissed and made up. Yeah, yeah. If you guys would like to see that with Jordan and Isaiah. I would love to see it. I would, but I want more people in there. Happen, but I would love to see it. You ain't getting like that. Ken wants some tables. Like never doing over. it. I want some tables. For, I want some tables because I feel like, and then they start crying like it's because I love you. <laughs> Talk to you, Bill. He <laughs> didn't shake my head. Oh my god. No, now I, I want to see that, that especially. Horace <laughs> Grant, welcome to Bill and Bill. I did everything because I love you. <laughs> I respected you. I wanted to shake your hand. All these old ass 60-year-old, 60-year-old men crying and shit. Oh, Mike ain't going to be crying. I know Mike ain't going to oh, be Mike crying. Gonna Mike going to be like, I told you he was an asshole and he's still an asshole. Right. We're going to get like his, 20 his eyes, of his face. Eyes bloody red. Like, slow down, Mike. You're living hard, partner. Where's, where's the old tree at? Get the old tree. Exactly. You're retired. You're retired. Wait, 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 D. Why, why, Mike, why does Oak need to be in there? He wasn't even on the team. Oak right. got to be in the room. <laughs> who, who, am I, who am I punching, Mike? Who am I punching? <laughs> all right, Sick all right. Sticking, sticking with sports. Unfortunately, this isn't a good story because even – 
uh, the last story with Zeke being left off, we we did get some humor out of it. Yeah. Uh, but Tevin Smith of the Jacksonville Jaguars uh, took a mysterious uh, – took last season off mysteriously. Uh, the linebacker has been arrested in Florida on charges of unlawful sexual activities with a certain minor. Uh, Jacksonville Sheriff's Office records show that Smith 29 was arrested on Wednesday afternoon and being detained on a $50,000 bond. Citing a law enforcement officer, ESPN reports that Smith was accused of having sex with a 17-year-old girl multiple, uh, on multiple occasions in his house and in his car last August and September. Uh, the Florida Statute 794.05 defines charges of sexual activities with certain minors as a person 24 or age or order. order who engages in sexual activity with a person 16 or 17 years of age and is listed as a charge of second-degree felony. Uh, News 4 Jacksonville reports that uh, the heavily armored SWAT team and detectives were seen at, Jack- at uh, Smith's Jacksonville home in the upscale Queens Harbor neighborhood. First of all, real quick, as a joke, yeah, I'm going to do it. Uh, Florida, I'm surprised because if you go back to the Rob Blow thing we did in the last six months about Georgia's statutory rape laws, mm-hmm. For Florida actually be looking out for 16 to 17 years, I'm shocked to say the least. I would have thought it was 15, to be honest with you. I'm just saying it. It's Florida, dog. It's Florida. It is Florida. It's Florida. Wasn't that uh, Pirates pitcher? Didn't he do mess around with a girl in Florida? I think maybe they have a good law because it happens so much in Florida that they're oh, they got we got to strengthen this. About. Oh, y'all down here messing with these teenagers. Um, <laughs> he said she was so. Did they, it sounds as if they maybe had a relationship then. It's saying, yeah, if she's old. I mean, how, how can how can you have a relationship if you're 29, and let's just say you was 28 when this was taking place and she was 17? I mean, that's no, not. I, a, no, no, I agree with you. That's I'm just not saying, a relationship. Basically. I know you. That you said, but I wouldn't. Yeah, I get what you're saying. Relationship, yeah. I mean, yeah. I wonder. I wonder now where what were um what her parents were did her parents know and were they complicit? Mm. Or were they like you know what whatever you know she what I'm saying? What she gonna do? She, basically, you know yeah. what I'm saying. I wanted that, but I mean. But also, Sorry. too, wait a minute, wait a minute. You said a SWAT team came to his house? Yes. Wait a oh, hold on, hold on. See, this is, I'm all for, um, for uh, arresting uh, pedophiles. Busting. Busting. Yeah. yeah, I'm all I'm all for that. Arrest them, right? I don't think it takes a SWAT team to arrest a, uh, arrest a dude who was having sex with a 17-year-old. Now, should he have done it? No. He's probably going to go to jail for it? Yeah, he might get something or heavily fine or some time or probation or something like it's that. It's a second-degree felony. Okay, so something's going to happen to him, right? I get that, and it should. But I don't think you need to send a SWAT team I well, mean, maybe, to the dude's house. Maybe they thought uh, the girl was there with him or something like that. I bet they didn't. I bet but they knew where that you, girl you, was at. Which, but would you still send a SWAT team? Wait, 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 wait. What they do, send her back in and set him up? We just need you to record this. <laughs> relationship yeah. she was there I, I that's my whole thing it just, it just goes over the top we still see policing like just over the top policing there is no reason to send a SWAT team to go pick up a pedophile yeah usually you see SWAT teams you have, have to do something with drugs or automatic weapons or something to that degree. maybe he has a lot of did weapons he, did he, does he have a lot of weapons is maybe that in the story maybe he has story, a lot, no it's not in the story but maybe he has a lot of weapons I mean that maybe it is Florida it's Florida, you know what I'm saying? So they maybe looked at it as, you know, maybe dude, she told him, dude, stay strapped or whatever. And it was like, you know, also maybe they told him to turn himself in and he didn't turn himself in. I wanted, I wanted, did she go and tell the police that she was having a, uh, having a relationship? How did, mm-hmm. did they find out? That's why I said, I wonder if maybe it was her parents. I said, if it was the parents the or, yeah. or what if the relationship went sour and this was, I, I hate to say it, but this was a vengeful act. And that even goes as far as with the parents. 
You know what I'm saying? Like, or she could have. That's what yeah. I mean. As far as yeah, yeah. vengeful acts, she could have been like, they could have split, and she could have been like, "Oh no, forget that. You're not going to do just do me like that." And she could have went to the authorities. Yeah, it's a wrestler right now, black dude. Uh, his name is. Uh, oh, Ken, you saw him. We went to uh, the WWE event years ago. The, the, you're talking about the uh, dude, purple? like pr- yes, yeah, the prince. Wait, wait. It's uh, I know. It's, I used to listen to that thing like last year. It's uh, say his name, D. Uh, it's uh, Valentine, oh, uh, yes. Dream. Um, yeah, Valentine. I think it yes. was Valentine Dream. Oh, yeah, that dream. dude was intereffing tiny. He was, and that was his <laughs> very first match, like in a big in a big environment too. So that, that's man, this dude is a star, right? Really? He, yeah. Oh man, he's huge. He's uh, still he, Valentine Dream. Yeah, yeah, he still is. Okay. He still is. Okay. He hasn't got caught up to the to the to the big time WWE, but he's like still on NXT. But he in some hot water. He says that he didn't do this, but he supposedly sent a dick pic to two underage girls and the girls basically was like yeah i'm 16 and she's 17 and what's going so only mm-hmm. that's 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 where the story mm-hmm. is right now he's coming out saying that he uh, vehemently denies it said i don't think he said he was hacked i don't know it's so i have to find the story again let me see if i can find it i may bring it bring up a little bit Listen, yeah. i know i know that you know there's it's basically like a carbon footprint of everything so even if you delete it but I'm just saying, I just from the streets that I grew up in, you you send the dick pic, then you delete the dick pic. Just mm. <laughs> well, so if you didn't if you didn't understand that, you send it, right? Because why are you holding on to your own? Like that tells you you are you're a serial dick pic sender when you hold on, because you could just take a fresh dick pic. Right, mm-hmm. but you like I'm gonna hold on to this because I got several people to send this. To. <laughs> like, <laughs> uh, this is from a website wrestlingnews.com. Um, Valentine Dream, yeah, his real name is Patrick Clark, uh, has not said anything else about the allegations uh, levied against him. Uh, as noted last week, someone claiming to be 17 years old said that they sent they were sent a nude photo of Dream. The photo was also alleged sent to his to this person's friend who are 15 and 16 years old. The statement issued by Dream confirms that the new photo is real, but he claims that it was sent without his consent. The person making the allegation said they would take the, uh, take the evidence, apparently there's more, to the police. There is no word on the status of the police involvement. He gonna have to take that Prince outfit he do. He can't wear that shit no more. <laughs> He can't do that. No molesting with the Prince uh, regalia on, partner. You got to come back as somebody. Come back as Rick James or something. You got to do something different, buddy. Yeah, yeah. So basically, I guess, I guess in this, yeah, I, in a sense, I guess he's trying to say he was hacked. It wasn't sent with his consent. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But, uh, but yeah, I haven't heard anything else about it. This was like a couple of weeks ago I saw this. Um, but yeah, yeah, man. Dream. All right. Yeah. Sticking with uh, sexual assault. Oh, Former Vice President Joe Biden on Friday denied an allegation of sexual assault uh, from Tara Reid. Would you please go on the record with the American people? Did you sexually assault Tara Reid? No, it is not true. I'm saying unequivocally, it never, never happened. And it didn't. It never happened. Do you remember her? Do you remember any, any types of complaints that she might have made? I don't remember any type of complaint she <clears throat> may have made. It was 27 years ago. And uh, I don't remember, nor does anyone else that I'm aware of. And uh, the fact is that I don't remember. I, I, I don't remember any complaint ever having been made. Have you or your campaign, have you reached out to her? 
No, I have not reached out to her. It's 27 years ago. This never happened. And uh, when she first made the claim, we made it clear that it never happened. And uh, that's as simple as that. I know what you're thinking. Not Sharknado, Tara Reid. No, a former man. staffer, but it is a former staffer who served in uh, Biden's Washington Senate office for a brief, a brief period in 1993. I want to address the allegation by former staffer that I engaged in misconduct 27 years ago. They aren't true. This never happened. Biden said in a statement Friday. The accusations first surfaced publicly in late March, uh, raised by Reed, 56, a California woman who once served as an entry level Senate staff assistant. Reed alleged that Biden had asked her to hand deliver a gym bag to him in the Senate office building. And when she did, she alleges that Biden moved in close, pinned her against the wall, slips his hand under her skirt and penetrated her digitally. Uh, in a statement, Biden also referenced the calls for him to release records uh, that span 36 years of career in the Senate and currently uh, housed in the University of Delaware, which some believe could potentially contain materials relevant to Reed's accusations, in particular, a written complaint. Reed says she filed an incident. Biden said Friday that the only place Reed's allegations uh, complaint would be is in the National Archives of Washington, D.C., and called for the Secretary of Senate uh, to make them available any record of complaints she has filed. Uh, there are only there's only one uh, place a complaint of that kind would be the National Archives. The National Archives is where the records are kept and what was uh, then called the Office of Fair Employment Practices. I'm requesting that the Secretary of Senate ask the archives to identify uh, any record of complaints she alleges and filed and makes available to the press such documents. There are any such complaints. The records will be there by and Friday. All right. Real quick. Because yeah. uh, I was I was listening. I was listening to uh, uh, the Daily. And uh, this lady had interviewed her initially, and she talked about this initial complaint that's filed isn't the complaint that we I just read to you about him putting his hand under her skirt. Mm-hmm. The, the initial one is that she felt that, uh, you know, we have all these ladies that basically said Joe Biden's put his hands on them or rubbed yeah. their hair, sniffed yeah. their hair, rubbed their hair. Mm-hmm. Her complaint was that he was uh, just a little bit too close in the office. Or if wherever this complaint is, that's what it's going to be. This complaint is not that story. She came, so the lady had interviewed her from the Daily, the uh, the, the, the um, journalist, mm-hmm. and she didn't tell her. And she went back and asked her because she came out. I don't know if it was on a it was on a podcast. So Reed came out on a podcast and told this story in the last year. Right. So a girl came back and was like, "Why didn't you tell me that story?" And Reed basically was like. Well, one, I was initially afraid when it happened, and I still kind of was afraid to a certain degree. I believe I, I may be wrong. Mm-hmm. Um, the lady, when they try to do a good job, the New York Times tries to be unbiased. Yeah. We're kind of in a, 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 a compromised position right here, if you want to be the good guys, quote unquote. Mm-hmm. Um, but she asked her, you know, why did she tell her? And the lady went back uh, and said, you know, <laughs> told, detailed the story. Uh, she wasn't. Uh, she wasn't the person. Uh, the, he wasn't the person to ask her to bring the bag. Somebody, a staffer told her to take the gym bag to him um, or whatever. Okay. And then she says, you know, he pinned me against the wall. And she said, I looked at him in a way that it made, it turned him to, to disgust. So she said she must have looked at him like, oh, and he told her, allegedly, you are nothing. You are nothing is what she said, Joe Biden said to her, right? And mm-hmm. she used to be in charge of the interns in his office. And after, late, after that, she was no longer in charge of the interns, and she was basically pushed to a corner. The interns did confirm 
that she was removed from them because they try to go back and find all the yeah. people involved so they can corroborate her story. Right. Uh, so they just, so they try to go back, but um, like she, they, they found that the people that she said she told, she told her brother, but she didn't go into detail. She did tell one or two of her friends, I believe. And I think at least one, if not both of them corroborated her story. And she said she told her mother, mother, she her told mother her mother, away. her mother yeah. passed away. Like he just said. Yeah. Uh, so if we're in a compromised situation. I mean, I guess not. Cause we still don't both of them anyway. Because if you one guy says grab him by the hoo-ha and now you hear this privilege is still being flaunted uh, when it comes to men on women, um, it's just, it's a precarious situation. And the thing is too, um, it seems like, because well, the people are now going to listen to Joe Biden, open everything up. Right. And Joe Biden's like, whoa, right? And I, again, I know I probably wouldn't want anybody to open up my files. I don't believe I have for bad files, mm -hmm. but it, it'd be funny if I said open them up and it'd be like two of them. I'm like, damn, I forgot. I didn't even know. Didn't you know what I'm know. saying? Like, because real quick, I once got pulled over on Lakeshore Drive, right? And the cop, I didn't have my license on, but this is like one of the only times I ever got pulled over on Lakeshore Drive. And I mean, you know how I am on Lakeshore Drive, D. Yeah. Like, it's the only, the only times, and I, I may have been like 19 or something. And the cop ran my name, and he said that I had a, um, uh, what's the name, a protection order against me, right? And I'm like, from who? Right? Like, I talk to all my ladies still, all right? But when I, <laughs> but one, one, if it was, if it, if it was actually uh, really on me and not someone with the same name, since I have a common name, and Kenneth Davis, it's a situation where someone took my identity, like, my older brother, friends from around my house that know my information and that go to jail a lot because somebody mm -hmm. like me who wasn't going to jail. They would definitely gonna, use your name. They're going to use my name because they're not going to run their own name. Right. So they're going to use my name. You know what I'm right. saying? But again, so I'm just saying now, that file comes out, we would have to investigate and make sure that person would have to verify that it wasn't me. So let's right. just say the file says it wasn't me. I'm telling you, it wasn't me. But that foul's want to say it. And if that girl's like, I don't remember, the people be like, well, dude, you got that against you. So again, yeah. when you want someone to fully give something, you never know what's in, what's in your closet or in your file cabinet. Yeah, I mean, listen, obviously, uh, Joe Biden has already had stories to come out about him before, nothing to this extent. He was on Morning Joe. He did like a 20-minute interview. And uh, Mika Brzezinski, uh, she did uh, the first part of the interview, just strictly her by herself, and she just asked him questions. And she was she was going at him, you know what I'm saying, asking him tough questions. And he, you know what I'm saying, for the most part, held his own, and he was saying, like, no, this ain't true. This ain't happening. This ain't happening. Open up the files. He was talking about, you know what I'm saying, those files that's in the, in, in the Senate. Uh, you can definitely open those up. Listen, it's going to come down to this, man. Uh, I know Trump, I, I've, I believe I've seen that they're, trying, they're going to try to use this against him. It's a political ads. But dude already got, like, I don't know how many people going up against him, so that might not be the best thing to do. But that, um, his people don't care, dude. But his people, I know, I, those people don't care about shit. His he people don't, don't he, care. Yeah, he don't care about shit. Yeah. So, and the people that follow him are gonna be like, yeah, what about this? It's kind of like, mm -hmm. nah, dude, come on, look at your man. Mm -hmm. So, uh, it's definitely gonna get used in a, in, in a presidential election. Uh, Trump is definitely gonna try to use it to try to cover a lot of the fuck shit that he's done. Uh, but it's gonna come down to what you just said, Ken, to kick it all off. It's gonna come down to, hey, listen, I gotta make this choice. Unless I'm going to write somebody's name in, or there's a guy who's waste my vote. A, a guy, um, uh, Justin Amash up in Mi uh, Michigan, he's a libertarian. He's talking about he's going to now run for president, and a lot of Democrats are worried about that because he could cipher up some of the Republicans, or we're going to uh, uh, vote for Joe Biden. So there's a lot of different moving parts that's going to uh, is going to be uh, tied to the presidential election, and obviously this is one. Uh, but you know what? It'll be interesting to see how long this stays in the media. My guess. It's probably not going to be that long. About two more weeks until they start to get back at each other. 
it's got two more weeks of legs now, but when they come back, then we're going to see the stuff where it's kind of come up. But what you're saying, like, Trump can't use it in the debate. No. Like, it's just going to be the stuff that he punts up, but he can't he can't use it in the debate because Joe Biden's going to be able to be like, dude, you know, like, let you want to... Let me run out a list. I'm about to say, if you want to try to do what you... Remember what... He, I don't remember if he did it to Hillary or what he was allegedly going to do when he was going to have those ladies that... Oh, uh, no, built, they did show they did it. Yeah, so... What, like what, you're gonna pull that Bill Clinton, then, a Bill Clinton accusers. Yeah. So like I mean again, but to me it's a sad state of where we're at that we're like yeah. When we hear you do something to a woman, it's like yeah, I guess like it's becoming yeah. so watered down yeah. and it shouldn't be like that. Like it's not important. This is very important. But it was my daughter. I would be fucking ready to take somebody's head off. Uh, some more breaking news if you want to say as far as Tara Reid and uh, we were talking about Joe Biden and the allegations against sexual assault allegations against him from Tara Reid, a former Senate staffer. Uh, back in 1990, was it 91 or 92, Ken? I can't remember the year. I think it was in the 90s. Yeah. Uh, but Joe Scarborough of MSNBC and host of Morning Joe uh, just tweeted this out maybe about 20 minutes ago. Saying, it was 27 years ago. So it was 1993. 93, okay. Uh, big development since Morning Joe interview yesterday. That was with uh, Joe Biden. Says, number one, Biden accuser cancels interview with Chris Wallace on Fox News. Number two now says her complaints did not com- now now says her complaints did not complain of sexual harassment or assault. So it's not going to be it's not going to be and Joe Biden kind of alluded to it in the interview. It's not going to be in the Senate report because I did he's he's saying he didn't do it. Now she's Definitely. saying it wasn't in the report. Yeah. And now she's now she's canceling an uh, interview with Chris Wallace on Fox News. And uh, obviously, we know Fox News is the is the home of Donald Trump and all his and, and media friendliness. Uh, his cronies, um, yeah. So now he's canceling. She's canceling that interview. As we just said, we kind of debated. Uh, we talked about at least how long is the story going to go? Maybe for a couple of weeks. I don't know if this changes any kind of time uh, time placement on that, but uh, some new news with that. All right. So uh, again, that's what I just mentioned. The complaint yeah. was never going to be about what we just discussed because that's not what she complained about. Mm-hmm. I believe she complained about some form of harassment, but it wasn't about the incident, which we just talked about uh, in the last segment. Um, so a couple things real quick, as D said, uh, she was a Bernie backer. All right. Cause people, cause I, I know when I went, and this is a good thing about the daily, I was like, all right, what's her deal? Is she a Trump person or whatever? Uh, she's a lifelong Democrat. Right. Uh, also though, she was heavily into Putin and Russia. As far as how? she was, she was champion championing Putin like that. He that dude, right? Yeah, she was championing him. So, but what she came out and said it was because she was at a for a certain period she was writing a book on Russia and Putin, and basically she just got crazy about it to a certain degree. You know what I'm saying? But this, I'm just pointing out full yeah. disclosure because that's what they want to give us full disclosure so we could we could sit there and like that. As even they said, we're in election year. Um, yeah. It's a, it's you, you know this isn't what you want to hear. You know what I'm saying? Like, especially when you hold that against Trump and now you're going to be like, I don't care, Joe. And it's like, so how, like, uh, you're just as bad as your your opponent. Then if you think your opponent seeps to, uh, suck into the lower depths and you're just willing to do whatever to get what you want, then you're no better than those people. Yeah. See it, Ryan? I got any thoughts? Here's the thing for me. Uh, I want to preface this by saying that rape happens more than we ever pay attention to. So I'm mm-hmm. sympathetic for that there. But unfortunately, you have people, I'm not saying this in this specific case, but you have, unfortunately, you have some people that make it bad for everybody by making these false rape claims. And I'm just coming in from a common sense point of view. Why are you coming out with this story now 27 years later? Do you actually have proof? What's your motive? And like, like Ken said, if she was a, 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 
a Bernie Sanders supporter, it's easy to hate on somebody else because you don't like them because you don't support them. If that's one of the reasons why you're coming out with this now, it just doesn't make any sense to me. Maybe I'm missing something. I don't know. It's just, it's just for me, why are you coming out with this now 27 years later? Yeah, it's tough with obviously any type of sexual assault or sexual harassment going into that investigation because there's usually not a ton of evidence to clearly point out that wrongdoing's been done, and especially if you combine the fact that it's years later down the road. So I don't know. I don't know exactly what to think. I like that Joe said that there should be an investigation because mm-hmm. he was uh, with that uh, Kavanaugh, the Supreme Court justice. He said that we should have a presumptive kind of view of taking any uh, person saying of sexual assault, taking that very seriously. And every time there should be an investigation that opens up about it. So I think Joe is at least, you know, doing somewhat the right kind of way of handling this. And as long as, you know, there's not a lot of evidence, I don't know if there's going to be much development in this other than, you know, there's going to be questions and doubts about Joe moving forward. Well, it's sad to say the least. Dan Davis to flip. Uh, Let's continue. Um, Are we going to have less meat for the American public? That's probably going to happen this year, said Lynn Steiner, analyst for the Steiner Consulting Group. Concerns about potential meat shortage bubbled in recent weeks following comments from Tyson's food chairman, John Tyson, warning of a vulnerable supply chain caused by meat processing plants shutting down due to coronavirus outbreak. As a result, there will be a limited supply of our products available in the grocery stores until we're able to reopen our facilities that are currently closed, he wrote in a blog post. Citing the Defense Protection Act, President Trump ordered meat and poultry plants to remain open during the pandemic to keep supply chains intact. Really? So you use it for that, but not those ventilators? Yeah. Uh, What the plant closures create is somewhat of an hourglass effect with plenty of supply in the bottom part of the, uh, in the bottom part and plenty of demand in the top part. And with the reduced processing uh, capacity creating a bottleneck, said Olga, I don't know her last name, but I wouldn't know her middle name, but NASA, associate professor of the Department of of Agriculture and Applied Economics uh, with the Virginia Polytech Institute and State University. So they're already, I was watching the news uh, with a a, a grocer was talking about how he's going to start limiting people because he wants to keep the meat on the shelf. Mm-hmm. It's going to be the same way when, as far as cleaning supplies and eggs. <laughs> they don't let you take two carts of eggs. Uh, no, they right don't. Now. They don't. Uh, even though I've tried. That first time out, I, I had two dude. He was about to stand and he was like, oh, you can't have that. I was like, damn it. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> but uh, so now, and I was so real quick. So my son asked me yesterday, he's like, dad, you're still going to grill today, uh, tomorrow? Because I was going to grill today, right? And then after I had a discussion, she was like, well, you know, you can't, you can't use up all that meat now, right? And I was like, yeah, you're yeah. right. That grilling is over because why am I going to grill, you know, three or four days worth of meat where a little bit's probably going to get tossed out, maybe a little bit, but still, again, and we were talking about this before the show, I'm really not eating large portions for the most part, you know what I'm saying? So there's no reason for me to just flame grill all this meat up, but we're going to be in a situation right now, you have the, the largest pork processing plant in the country had to close down. I saw one place. Uh, they had uh, saw a place on, uh, I don't know if it was MSNBC or CNN yesterday was talking to this guy, and he said his factory, his processing plant, 300 people uh, caught coronavirus, and that was half of the staff of the people that are on the floor. Whoa. Like, yeah, so, and I mean, that the numbers, so, so far, I think that I, that I could be wrong, but in America, I believe that over 6,000 people at these plants have caught it and 30 have died. 
And that has been, like now, mind you, they're they're passing it to each other. Yeah. So let alone the meat. Meat. Mm. So I don't know. Hey, I uh, I'm not gonna go ahead and push out my beliefs. I've oh, stopped cool. eating meat. <laughs> oh, but you're pescatarian. You're pescatarian though. Yeah, I eat fish, but I don't eat <laughs> fish. Maybe they like cough on that too. They cough on that too, bro. <laughs> but you know oh, what? This is for D. Press uh, that. But I only, but I only have, I only have fish like maybe sometimes, maybe once a week. I just mean sometimes I go like a couple of weeks without eating any of it. So I, I stop eating meat, mm-hmm. like beef, uh, pork. I stopped eating pork when I was sixteen years old. But beef, beef, chicken, turkey, uh, all that. It's been it'll be two years in August, right? So my question is though, I wonder now. Will this change the eating habits of Americans? Because African Americans uh, are the fastest growing population of, of vegans, and I'm wondering now with this, because typically, as we always say, man, when something happens, it switches over. I'm not saying all. I'm not saying all. They at the Capitol building with the long shot, right? This ain't changing nothing. They like, dude. Have you seen? I mean, dude, I saw. Um, I saw some place in Maine. They yeah. took this restaurant's license away because they opened up. Now, I think this, I don't know if this was initially their grand opening day, mm-hmm. but the line was out the door, right? And it was like a big breakfast place. What the hell are they selling? The dude, the line was out the door. People were standing like this, like groups standing like See? this. They showed them inside the restaurant. It's like people like meeting up, people in their shorts. Nobody has on masks. People like in the hallway catching up. Mm-hmm. Dude, you think this ain't going to, look, people are losing their effing minds right now. I want to yeah. go outside too. Guess what I don't want to do? I don't want to pass death on or let yeah. alone die myself. But when you see what's happening in Cali, when you see what's happening in Texas, when you see in Georgia, I saw this thing in Georgia where they had these black businesses mm-hmm. and the owners were talking about, you know, how do I keep the cash flow going and not infect people? So like uh, at the barbershop, they were only taking appointments, no walk-ins. Uh, this lady, she had a breakfast place. She said, I think they've averaged maybe six sit-ins a day, basically. But really, it's just get the, get, they just giving food out. And this one guy, he owned a, a bar, lounge type place. And he said he wasn't even going to, even though they can open in Georgia, he wasn't going to even open because he didn't want to risk getting anybody sick. So, I mean, if you, you look at what's going on and how many people are trying to uh, sue the governors to try to get, to, to, to try to reopen everything, dude. I, and again, D, what you're saying is right. I mean, we all should look at food and think about how it's killing us and try to make changes. But when people are so dumb that you're trying to save them and they're talking about this is slavery yeah. and that, you know what I'm saying, like they're, comp- they're comparing it to slavery and this is just wrong. And like, if the government didn't do this, let's, let's just hypothetically say, and because of the person that's off, some people still lie on him anyway. But let's just say what he initially wanted to do and not close down the country happened. And we're at what, 67,000 deaths right now? It would probably be, it'd probably be more than twofold at least. It'd probably, probably. up to like, about 150,000, a little bit more than that. And the amount of people that it really would have hurt, they would have been up. They would have really been upset. And even though they want to want to blame their boy, they would have had to blame somebody. And when they finally did something, and he wasn't even on time right, you're fucking bitching about it. And I get if you own a business right now, you don't want to lose your business. I totally understand that. But it's just still, I mean, I think you just have to look at things. But I'm not in that situation, so it's easy for me to say that about you if you own a business. Uh, but still, I would just want you to be mindful about your risk and other people's risks. See it, Ryan? Yeah, I just wanted to say we talked about this story a, a few weeks ago about the uh, people congregating their church down, I forgot where, down south or whatever. And there, uh, this was around Easter time, and, and there were 
congregate more than 10 people. It was like Ohio or something. I think it was yeah. Ohio, yeah. Right, it's like, it's not time for that yet. And, and people are just being selfish for the wrong reasons. You got to be mindful of others. Now, getting back to the, the meat story, uh, we, we did talk about this before the show. I think that this, this will be the start of hopefully many people who haven't been eating healthy, uh, coming back to start eating healthy, more fruits, more vegetables, just have a more healthy diet. And during this time, and I noticed this myself, even though I'm still practicing eating healthy a little bit more, I noticed I'm, I used to usually cook about at least four to five times a week. Now I'm doing it about five to six nights out of the week. So it, it's been, this has been really helpful for me, but some of the stuff I, I, was, I, was, I was doing already before this, before this shutdown and I'll, and I'll give you guys another story. I was going to work that since I take the bus to work, I'm near um, Portillo's in Oak Lawn. You should see because they, they're not taking any walkies right now. So you had to go to the drive-thru. I kid you not, fellas. The, the drive-thru, the line was sticking out onto 95th Street. I can believe it. Around 3.30 in the afternoon. I, I mean, that. that is Portillo's yeah. now. Yeah, and we're crazy. I, I understand. I understand. That is, listen, listen. And, and, and they are social distancing if they keep their windows up. Uh, that one on 95th. But see, the, the crazy thing when you said about Portillo's, was Portillo's is one of the places that have, in a way, mastered drive through Uh-huh. Like they have for anybody that doesn't have a Portillo's, anybody know Chicago, we, yeah, but yeah. they they're 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 no, they're branching out outside of Chicago now. The last few years, yeah, it's oh, that's in true. California, yeah. Yeah. oh yeah, sure. Yeah, I think it's one in Florida, but um, the thing is, they usually have several people. They come up to your car window and get your order yeah. before you get there, and even before you get to the drive-through window, pickup window, they may get your bag and bring it to you. Like they move, they get so much money mm-hmm. through drive-throughs, they move people out. So yeah. for it to be out the, the on ninety fifth, and I know the one you're talking about, sick because over there yeah. would be. Used to, we used to push the, the Kmart uh, cart yeah. set. Oh, yeah. I used to push them like this. I used to hit. <laughs> um, <laughs> you gotta get your hip into it. Dude, that's that's saying something. It's funny because we were talking about getting Portillo's like about a week ago. It was like, man, this is Portillo's. And I mean, I, I right now, I don't eat bread. I haven't, I haven't been eating bread since August. Uh, I've cheated a little bit, but I still really, I don't eat bread. I don't eat mm-hmm. pasta and anything like that. So Portillo's is the Portillo's to me, but I do plan on cheating and eating Italian beef, giving it a chance. I will eat that bread that one time, but uh, I don't, I'm not eat, eating it. Because if I eat bread right now, since I'm not being active and I have not c- commenced my workout like I should have, if I was eating bread right now, boy, this would be like. <laughs> <laughs> Ryan? Uh, yeah, to answer your question, D, I don't think, I think, during this period, things are going to be different. Mm-hmm. But as soon as a vaccine hits the market where everyone feels confident, like, I'm going to take that and I'm not going to worry about Corona. Man, we're eating meat and we're eating everything again. <laughs> I don't know where you're thinking that people are just yeah. going to, like, well, I'm going, like, let's say light portions or vegan or yeah. vegetarian, whatever one of these diets. Yeah, they're doing it now because it's easy to do it when there's no temptation or the devil around. But as soon as he starts knocking, all of a sudden that is going to end so fast. Oh, man. Do you know how people are going to flip out next year when maybe in the fall or whenever, maybe it's hopefully the summer, when they really, really open things back up and they're like, it may be little fires of Corona, but it's kind of extinguished. People are going to be eating everything and fucking like it's going out. Of, you're going to hear the Corona flip. People are like, man, I'm shit. We had that rolling in the two years. Like, people are going to go fuck, especially like people that are younger. Like, you're in your 20s right now and you've been locked up, pent up, or whatever. People are going to go crazy. 
crazy, man. Yeah, yeah. Do you think about like just going to a grocery store? Let's say you're going there now to stock up on mm-hmm. quarantine stuff, and then you grab your boxes of tofu because they don't have any meat left, mm-hmm. and you're passing like McDonald's, Taco Bell, some of like Portillo's, some of the the variations of fast food. Mm-hmm. Now you don't even look at it because you're like, oh, I don't, I don't want to get sick. Right. As soon as you feel like there's no sick, you think people are going to still drive to that grocery store to pick up tofu Yana, when they have I, all those other things there? No, I, th- I think what you all saying is right. I think, that, I think that's what's going to happen. Hell, it's 70 degrees outside, almost 80 degrees outside of Chicago right now, right? Just today, tomorrow, uh, it's probably going to be like 60 and then back to like the 40s on Monday. You know people got outside losing their mind today. I was going to grill up some salmon today. I'm going to buzz out the grill just to do that. We but, did that yesterday, by the way. Yeah, but I, but I, all, I'm, all I'm trying to say is I wonder, because when things happen, tendencies and habits do tend to change. I think you two are right. I think people are going to go back to their normal state once they do feel as everything is okay. But I'm just curious to see how many people, maybe the question is I wonder how many people stick with this, stick mm-hmm. with it if they do make it. Maybe 10%. Mm-hmm. Which is still be good. It's still good, yeah. 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 Still be good. I mean, if you don't try to take something away from this, you ain't trying to help yourself get better at at all. You you really missing the the boat when it comes to this corona's lockdown. All right. Those uh, shortages ending, everyone's going to be like Peyton Manning. Cut that meat! Right? (laughs) Dude, facts. You listen, you're going to have a smorgasbord as soon as those plants really open back up. People have links. God damn me! Back in the yard is going to be like a slaughterhouse back in the day. Like you right. back in the day. Yeah, it's right. going to be crazy. I, listen, this is one of those times where I wish I had uh, owned chickens, right? Because I'll be getting those eggs. You know, I thought of that today, Ken. I was, I was making like, eggs. I was like, remember when Ken was talking about fresh chickens? Dude, I wish if you, I don't have, if you, you haven't had fresh can. chicken. Okay. Why can't you? you well, can one, it's the clean. It's the cleanup. Oh. It's the, like you keep that chicken coop clean. You know what I'm saying? It's it's, it's really the cleanup uh, is one of the issues. Like you really got to be on it. But those fresh eggs are tasty. There you go. All right. The U.S. Uh, Food and uh, Drug Administration is hoping to really quickly give an emergency U.S. authorization to Resmitazvir, an experimental drug uh, which has shown a promise in a clinical trial involving COVID-19 patients, according to doc- Dr. Anthony Fauci. Dr. Fauci, it's good to see you with some good news to report this morning. You, you know, you said that Remdesivir is not a knockout. This isn't a miracle drug, but it sounds like it is a breakthrough. Can you explain why? Well, it's a really important proof of concept because this is the first very highly powered, about 1,100 individuals, and it was a placebo-controlled, randomized trial, which I've been talking about for some time now, which is really the gold standard of how you prove something is safe and either works or doesn't work. And although the results were clearly positive from a statistically significant standpoint, they were modest. The improvement was 31% better chance of recovering and getting out of the hospital. That's important, but it's the first step in what we project will be better and better drugs coming along, either alone or in combination, drugs of this type and drugs uh, addressing other targets of the virus. So it's good news, but I, I was very serious when I said this is not the total answer by any means, but it's a very important first step. 
Fauci, a member of the White House Coronavirus Task Force and director of the National Institute of Allergies, Allergy and uh, Infectious Disease, told MSNBC on Thursday he had spoken to the FDA commissioner, Dr. Stephen Hahn, uh, the day before, and approval for the emergency uh, use was likely to happen really quickly. Uh, his forecast uh, comes after clinical trials of the drugs involving more than a thousand people showed that those who took it recovered faster than those uh, than those given a placebo. The FDA has not made a final decision yet. Uh, they have not announced it, but it would uh, project that we're going to be uh, seeing it reasonably soon. So that's good minister, to hear, man. Yeah. So if you get sick, they got something that can lessen that lessen it a lot, especially yeah. when we keep hearing how many people get intubated and die. Like I, you know what? It was kind of crazy. Two two stories from yesterday. Uh, sad. Um, don't want to break it down too much, but I took uh, Cookie out for a walk. And I walked by South Shore Hospital. It's not too, it's close by Ken and I, and I was just going for, going for a walk. And uh, My grandma used to work there. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, so I'm walking down 80th Street, going back, that'd be east, heading towards uh, Yates, right? And I see these two guys, and he's pushing a gurney, and I saw a body bag. I'm like, oh, what is going on? So I'm still a distance away. I'm like, okay, maybe they're loading it up. Maybe going to take it, like, you know, saying uh, to a place for a burial or whatever. You know, I don't know. So I'm like, well, number one, let me cross the street. Why are you walking past South Shore? I didn't know. And you the know coronavirus is there? You didn't know it was there? I didn't know it was there. I was about to say, because yeah, yeah, you ain't coming around, around here. You're not coming around here. It's no, in the know. cut. It's in yeah. the cut. Yeah, it's, it's, like a, like, it's like a big, it's a big hospital, like right in the middle of the neighborhood. I had no idea like, it was that close. I'm like, why the hell is he walking past South Shore yeah. with the Rona out there? Didn't All right, know. please continue. Didn't know where it was at. So, <laughs> um, so I've been over, I've been around here for like two years, so I didn't know. So anyway, so I'm walking past, and I'm like, what the hell? And they have a, it has a like a big a big ass eighteen wheeler trailer, and I'm like okay so they just rolled that body up in there and i'm thinking i'm looking i'm like okay it's a movie they put it into something and then i saw that it was a trailer and as i walk past you can just see body 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 i'm like whoa what the hell and i'm then i was thinking like okay is it a truck attached to this they basically are so many bodies that they couldn't hold in a hospital anymore they had to put it into it you scooby doing this shit now what do you mean? Like investigated? No, yeah, it's, it's, like, like it's Lillian right across the street like, from me. You I'm see, that, like, what the hell? I see, I see them take the body bag to the trailer. Yeah. I turn around and walk a different direction because I don't want to be around these dead bodies, person, because they may have a grown on them. Well, now, all, I keep walking and look. Body, I didn't walk. Body, body, I didn't. I didn't look. I didn't. I didn't go right behind. Zoinks, like, what y'all here doing? Ooh, give me some of that. No, all Ooh. the guys, the guys have their protective, they have their protective uh, uh, gears on, whatever like that. And I walked right past, but it was just kind of like, damn, that's crazy to see. I didn't, I didn't expect to see that. Then a f- uh, close uh, family friend of ours uh, just found out his sister who lives up in New York. They had no, they, he couldn't get in contact with them for three weeks. Come to find out, she's in the hospital. They was kind of giving us some experimental drugs. She passed away yesterday. Oh Lord. No. Yeah. So uh, this is older sister. Uh, Sorry. So it was kind of like, man, you know, so seeing that, I was kind of like, wow, like, all right, I know I'm in an area, predominantly black and Latino areas, that's where you do see a higher uh, cases of coronavirus, uh, going past a hospital, didn't, didn't expect to see that at all, that kind of blew my mind. Then, uh, just laying in bed at Chanel, text, I mean, texting with uh, a, friend, a friend of the family, like, yeah, her husband, sister passed away. And what's crazy, uh, shout out to Herb and the John Baptiste family, my condolences, obviously, he just lost his parents maybe a couple of years ago. Uh, so it's kind of uh, like this, you know, back to back to back to back. And I was like, damn, you know what I'm saying? But uh, yeah, from what I heard, she didn't have any uh, 
I don't think she pre-existing conditions. No, 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 no. Insurance. Oh. So that's that's one factor that goes into a lot of what we see within the black community. Uh, a lot of people don't have uh, medical uh, medical insurance. Maybe probably didn't mm-hmm. have Medicaid, Medicare. You know what I'm saying? Maybe I, I don't know, but from my understanding, is she didn't have any kind of insurance. Now she's in the hospital. They're trying to do everything, anything. I swear to you, I don't want to think of this as kind of like people are being used as guinea pigs with these drugs. Can you bring up this drug right now? But they have to have some type of clinical cases to try to figure out, okay, does this work? Obviously didn't work for her. And uh, yeah, she passed away. So, man, it's on so many levels, but it's good to hear, Ken, that story about maybe there is something to at least kind of knock down the symptoms, not a cure. Mm, not a cure, but make it cure. easier make when it easier for yeah, you. when you're going through it. Because, I mean, dude, I just think about it. And, again, I've said that I felt like I've had this already, but who knows? And we don't even know if you can really get it back with, with the antibodies and stuff we're getting. If Sid don't stop spreading it in that little box down there during the I know, right? <laughs> but uh, just so – but just still, you like you pick up smoking saying, again, Sid? <laughs> but to, to, to know that smoke and I do not smoke that is a fact <laughs> but just to know that there's something when we keep hearing about how stressful this is to your body and just think of your psyche but there's something that can ease that because you're in a hospital by yourself you're not sitting there holding yeah. your lover's hand or your mama's hand or whoever's yeah. hand you're yeah. there by yourself and you keep hearing all these people they go out alone and please give me a drug that's going to make me make this better because well at least a, a drug that's been tested and verified not like the stuff, the, stuff that was put Another dope that was pushing the uh, hydrochlorophene shit. Well, I mean, it's not dope. I mean, it's for other, co- it's other, for other. Uh, like, yeah, it was like mal- was lupus, that a malaria? Malarious, lupus. My mother yeah, takes it. Just, okay. I tell you the story that the uh, uh, the doctor, the pharmacist, where she gets her lupus medicine from, called her and was like, "Yeah, so why are you taking this? Like, mm. I have lupus." You know, so my mm. mother had, was diagnosed with lupus last year. She's like, I have lupus. She's like, oh, okay, we just want to make sure. Because a lot of doctors out there writing these prescriptions, hoarding it or writing these face prescriptions for people who just want to take it. And then you find out a couple of weeks later, talking about, uh, yeah, it's killing people. I think they try to mm. give it to some veterans. There's a bunch of veterans that passed away. Mm. Uh, so it's not that. At least it's something that's been medically tried. It's like, okay, this looks to be something that we can use. All right. This one is for a, a personal friend of ours, someone that's really close to us, because when someone's down, or even if they're not down, he loves to step on their throat and kick them. Tom or Jack uh, said that right. he was he was hired to protect the generous, <laughs> her mother and her wife, Portia De Rosa, uh, from the evening of the 86th uh, annual Academy Awards as they attended the cer- ceremony, which DeGeneres hosted, and various events before and after. Majerk said the experience with De, uh, DeGeneres was far from ideal. I'm holding their hands and walking them through uh, individuals as large groups of people, he told Fox News. Ellen is one of the pre- uh, one person that I've been assigned to, and I've been assigned to quite a few celebrities that have never taken the time to say hi to me, that has never taken the time to say hi to me. The bodyguard said that De Rossi uh, was very pleasant and carried on conversations, but things uh, started to get negative when she introduced him to t- the talk show host. Ellen pretty much just gave me a side glance out of her eye, didn't even say hello or thank you for protecting uh, my mother, my wife, and me. Uh, he told uh, Fox News. It was very cold. Uh, she was very cold and, and uh, was very sly, and it was actually kind of demeaning in a way that she treated people and other than uh, the people that are in our circle. He went on to say that they went to the governor's ball, a high-profile Oscars after-party. Only celebrities uh, who have been uh, pre-approved by DeGeneres came to talk with her at her table. Bardegar said that he was inspired to say something after other stories about DeGeneres acting rude circulated on- online in recent months and propped up by Ryan. It bugged me for years, he said. I see this person come across as being very enlightened and positive and awesome, and everybody loves her and is in awe, and that's really not the case when you meet her. 
uh, this also a uh, He's not the only person to criticize her. A Dutch beauty YouTuber, Nikki uh, Jagger, also known as Nikki Tutorials, was one of the first people to call out DeGeneres, suggesting on a talk show in February, DeGeneres was cold distant during her appearance on the Ellen DeGeneres show. So, Ryan, you got one in again. Keep up that good work. Yeah. If Ellen DeGeneres shows goes away, we know who to blame. That right. guy right there. Right. Well, if we never get a chance to get on there, we know who to blame. Uh-huh. <laughs> I, I, just, I want to meet Ellen. I just love when celebrities get had, really. I mean, we found out Justin Timberlake's a no-talent-ass clown, and we had to get that out in the world. That's some white and white crime right there. good right there. <laughs> I hope a lot of people are listening I'm a JT to our, fan. Our talk this, is, this hurts. Wow. D, don't ever say that in front of me. <laughs> Second thing. Shoot your love sound. Shoot your love sound. That was a great album. That was a great album, did it. man. Just because you put on elevator music and didn't hate it doesn't mean it's good music. Oh, man. Okay, Back to Alan DeGeneres. <laughs> like, oh my bad. I should have did like this. Like, just throw that live up. Come right <laughs> And with Ellen, what is? Isn't her always her sign off is like, be kind to each other, love yeah. each other, be yeah. nice to everybody. What a fake ass bitch. Dang, I mean, come on. I thought one was he come gonna on. go go full go with it. He went come full on. <laughs> Fake ass. <laughs> listen, 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 I may as well be Dwayne Wade. And, <laughs> and this is Brian behind me is LeBron. <laughs> Damn. We are never going to get the invitation to Ellen show now. Never. But Brian, I like you more than Ellen, so you keep up the good work. Yes. Plus, you don't want to go on Ellen. She wouldn't even be nice. She I would wouldn't just, care. Uh, we, we, she we wouldn't give care. you a bathroom. She wouldn't give you nothing. She'd be just like, oh, let me see these two hosts. Oh, never mind. We're going to cut them for the rest of the show. Damn. I still would like it, though, Ryan. I still would like it. All right. I know. It seems like fun. <laughs> Whatever. As long as we get the, the, get the notoriety, I don't care how it goes. Right. Me and you would go. And listen, if Ella treated us bad, me and D would be at the show like, yeah, man. Well, she was, at she least. was acting like this. And then we'd be like, but we was on that, though, right? Hell yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you guys can uh, you guys can just throw me down or, like, hit me. We'll do a stage fight in no. front of Ellen. And then uh. she'll know, oh, you know, those boys are very nice. I'm going to have yeah. on my uh, Ellen DeGeneres show. No, we would be much more like Royce the Five Nine uh, when it came to like when when Dr. Dre wanted them wanted him to separate from whoever he was with when he first was with him and them, and he was like, "Nah, that's my people." We would just rock with you. We wouldn't do it. Yeah. All right, yeah. <laughs> Vice yeah, President, absolutely. yeah. Vice President Pence isn't a fan of the truth. This is from the root, or at least the truth being leaked over Twitter. So now there's threatening retaliations against a reporter who tweeted that Pence uh, people told journalists to wear a mask during a recent visit to the Mayo Clinic, even though the vice president was uh, was going full mask off. On Tuesday, VP uh, visited the Mayo Clinic where he was photographed looking like the biggest asshole in the room because he was the only person without a mask, despite Minnesota's clinic's requirement that everyone wear a mask. Hell, you can't even get into CVS in my neighborhood without a mask. A damn, <laughs> damn, damn clinic that deals with the coronavirus. Pence caught hella shit for the mask off, uh, fuck it off, mask off stunt, a move that uh, wife Karen... Yeah, no, this is a uh, this is the root. It's the root. I said, uh, yeah, it's the root. A move, a move that wife Karen uh, would tell Fox News on Thursday was because he didn't know he had to wear one. See, there's this thing that gets tricky by tricky. I mean, they're lying because Steve Herman, who covers the White House for the Voice of America, suggested that there were more uh, to the story after Karen Pence's interview. 
All of us who traveled uh, with Pence were notified by the office of VP at the day before the trip that wearing a mask was required by the Mayo Clinic to uh, prepare accordingly, uh, said Herman, who was in a pool of reporters during the visit. The tweet apparently enraged Pence's staff, which told Herman that he had violated the off-the-record terms of uh, the planning memo and that he uh, had been sent to him and other reporters in advance of the trip. Herman said that he was notified by the White House Correspondent Association that Pence's office had banned him for further travel on Air Force Two, although a spokesperson in uh, Pence's office later told the BOA managers that a punishment was still under discussion uh, pending an apology from Herman or the BOA. What the hell I got to apologize for you being a fucker. Hey, this yeah, is where we live <laughs> This is where we living at. You go to the Mayo Clinic. Isn't the Mayo Clinic like... Um, it's in Minnesota. It's cancer. It, no, it's, yeah, cancer, right? It's where I walked to Payton with. Why? Yeah. Why? Why you want to walk on here? With all this Rona in the air, mm-hmm. and you walk in here with all this room people who have cancer, who's getting treatment for cancer, making sure they're trying to stay alive, and you want to bring your dumb ass up in here with no. They have, they have press people and publicists. Why no one was in his ear like, yo, uh, man, he had to. They sent the sir right on the door. They sent the sir right on the door. They just said that the 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 the, 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 the journalist just said they were notified the day before they were going to have to wear masks, meaning. Pence knew right. he had to wear a mask, which we just heard that uh, what what uh, Trump is supposed to be going to um, to what's the name? No, uh, uh, North Dakota. What's uh, the the monument? Oh, uh, uh, yeah, oh. Mount Rushmore. Mount Rushmore. No, that's South Dakota. <laughs> okay, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, the point is, he said that he may wear a mask now. So now we're flirting with perhaps, and we saw Pence did wear a mask yesterday. Uh, I forgot where he was at yesterday, but he was rocking a mask. He probably Dude. just went to the mall just to get a new mask. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> went, to, went to Orange Julius. Like, I'm going to put the mask on. But, uh, See, I wear it. Yeah, but this, this still the fact that we have these old-ass men trying to act like tough-ass high school kids, basically. like Or football players that don't want to put on sleeves in the cold weather to show how right. tough they are. It's fucking ridiculous what's going on right now. See, what do you think? Uh, here's the thing. Here, uh, both, uh, first of all, remember Trump said this a few weeks ago. Uh, he was trying. He wanted to open up the country back on Easter. Obviously, that didn't happen. And then the issue of masks came out. I was like, I'm not wearing no mask. Of course, now everything is split now. Pun, no pun intended. But here's here's you know, a perfect example of two men abusing their powers, thinking they can do whatever they want. And it, it turns out that they really can't. This issue that we're dealing dealing with right now is bigger than any of us. It's definitely bigger than one person. It's affecting everyone. And, and the, to those two to show that arrogance, they're getting caught flat-footed. All right, real quick, last one. Um, Timbaland and Swiss Beats have announced that their next versus Instagram battle, and this time they're trying to do something new. The artists who will be, uh, be head-to-head are Erica Badu and Joe Scott. This yes. will mark the first time that female artists have participated in a popular battle. I asked Afton during the last one with mm. Teddy Riley, the Teddy Riley at Babyface one. I was like, when are they going to do women? And also, because I knew they are going to do woman on woman, when are they going to do a co-ed one with a, a lady versus a man? Because who would take on Missy? The funny thing, though, so Ooh, I was thinking, because who's going to battle Missy? And that, But also shows you the sexism in the music industry, yeah. that there's not several Missys, right? Yeah. But yeah. one thing I did think about was who's going to take on Jill Scott? And I did not think of Erica Badu. All right, that's I, a I, good one though. I, yeah, that's what I was. I didn't. I thought about yeah. maybe. Maybe I thought about Alicia Keys. I can't remember who. I, when I thought about Jessica, I was like, I don't know anybody who could take Jessica. But like you said, D, that's a good one, Joe. But with Eric yeah. Badu versus Jessica, what do you? Th- what were your thoughts? Oh man, I am excited. Uh, what was kind of crazy? I saw. I follow Erica Badu on uh, Twitter. She's like, yes, everybody's gonna. Uh, like, yeah, we're gonna do it, and we're gonna be in the nudes. So I'm like, oh, Erica. 
Mm. Mm. Hey, you really got me. I like yeah. my dude too. Yeah, I mean, I, listen, I met him. Hey, person. bro, I Jill, met Scott, in person. Jill Scott could be new too. Oh, listen, man, I saw Jill Scott in concert last year before all this Rona came around. Man, man. Oh, and then the, 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 the thing that that thing that she did uh, on the concert with the microphone thing, thing, but thing, mm. you don't remember that a couple years ago? Mm. You don't remember that, right? Ooh. Oh, we got to send you that one. Change she's your a, life. She's a pleaser. She's a change. She's a pleaser. She's a pleaser. Mm. Yeah, that's lady. gonna be a good one. I think it's gonna be really, really. Good. I think it's gonna be phenomenal. Now, especially because you know they're not gonna try to Teddy rally that shit. No, no. Hopefully they just sit back, gather us a little wine. Erica Badu got the incense and. <laughs> They just let it go. So yeah. it's going to be a good one. All right. Before we get up out of here, man, hey, make sure you follow us on Twitter and Instagram at DN Davis Show. Once again, it's at DN Davis Show. I'm on Twitter, Demons One, Ken's at That's Davis, uh, Ryan's Ryan B. Ski, and Ryan B. Ski One, and Sid is at Sid Kid 80. Look, um, please take care of yourself. Yeah. Um, take care of the people around you. We almost through this. In June, we're going to be back out. Like, by the end of this month, we're in May. In June, things are going to get relaxed. We're going to be allowed. It's going to be easy. We're going to be allowed to get back out there. Just really don't do anything foolish and don't do anything stupid before you hear from us again. We gone. Keep your hands to yourself. The flip. <laughs>